And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm back this week, finally, and we are here to recap episode five of season 43. What's up, Ryan? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, excited to catch up and discuss what's been an interesting season so far. Yeah, Dylan wasn't here last week. He was too busy going to Chuck E. Cheese and playing skee ball and hitting the gritty. That, that's why Dylan wasn't here last week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, we got a lot to talk about in, in terms of that. There's been a lot of funny moments. Um, and, you know, the gameplay has been a little bit curious. Uh, so can't wait to get into that. There, We have a lot to talk about for sure. Dylan, the gameplay has been secondary to some of these characters and some of these moments. I mean, we were texting before the podcast and I was like, this feels like Gabon 2.0. Some of these players are just train wrecks. I we have a lot of questionable decisions to go over. People playing suboptimally. Can't wait to get, dive into it. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. Let's get into this fifth episode. Uh, want to keep want to uh, just mention once again that if you are watching live, first of all, thank you. But hit the like button, subscribe to this channel, and also be sure to ask any questions you got. We will be sure to answer them uh, at the end of uh. You know, when we finish talking and recapping about the episode, we'll be sure to answer all your questions. So if you're here, if you're watching, be sure to ask any questions if you have. Uh, but let's get going. So we'll go through it, you know, pretty chronologically. But I guess we could start before that um, at who was voted out last night. And that was Gio. Um, felt like it, it's been kind of a I don't want to say a long time coming, but at least since last episode, uh, we've definitely been foreshadowed that Gio could possibly be in trouble. Um as you remember last week, Gio was supposed to be the vote. At least it seemed up until Lindsay kind of went crazy paranoid. Um, and it seems that based on um, exit interviews and things that have happened, it seems like Gio for the first, however many days he was there was supposed to be the target pretty much every time. And they just kept yeah. winning. So this was almost like it was, it was, you know, long overdue almost. And it was like, finally they were like, all right, we wanted to get this guy out for basically the entire game. Now, like we're just going to do it now. But of course there's a lot that went, that happened, you know, that led up to that a lot of reasons why, but, and I'm excited to get into that, but what are your initial reactions? Yeah, I guess like Thanos would say it was an inevitable, uh, but basically I did watch the exit interviews as well. And I um, saw that one thing Gia mentioned was he was immediately kind of like put under a microscope because in that first challenge, if you remember, they had to run down the beach and carry back a crate in the opener. And he didn't do that great carrying the crates, especially when he was put up next to like, I think it was Sammy and he was up next to uh, Jesse or whoever it was. Like he obviously wasn't, a, or Cody. So he wasn't as strong. And right away his tribe was like, oh, okay, well, he, he's a weak link. So you're right. Geo probably would have gone out first, second, third, had his tribe gone to tribal early on. And I think with Geo, you're right. It felt like it was coming. I mean, the edit wasn't doing him any favors, Dylan. The edit was him saying, I'm confident. This is the way it's going to go tonight. I feel like I'm running some stuff. And as a player, that would be my biggest nightmare is to say that, that stuff in confessionals, no matter how much they prompt me to say, because I do not want to get the dodo edit if I'm the one going home and I'm proclaiming to run things. Um, I think you would agree with me, Dylan, though, that this, this was the right move for the tribe. Like for Carl and James, this was the right move. Yeah, I think ultimately it was the right move. Like I know a lot of viewers are very happy that uh, – the knowledge is power has officially been flushed out of the game before it even got some legs. So, uh, to, you know, thank you to uh, the Coco tribe for doing that for us. Um, yeah, I think ultimately it was the right move, right? Because, you know, if geo was in fact, um, clearly if they were planning on voting him out for a long time at this point, clearly there was something about him that was untrustworthy. I mean, he kept giving us in confessional saying, I came here to play. I want to play. I'm going to play hard. Like clearly the rest of the tribe got that vibe for him. They wanted him out. So if you're Carla and you have a advantage and knowledge is powered, uh, if you have an idol and the knowledge is power advantage can take that idol from you. Even if geo does not know that you have the idol, if he ever finds out that you have the idol, I mean, that's something that you have to fear knowing the type of player Gio is. Gio is somebody who seems like he really wanted to make a big move just immediately off the bat. So as soon as he found out that Carla had the idol, if that ever were to happen, how do how does Carla know that Gio is going to stay loyal and not turn his back and not make that big move? Because, you know, for, you know, one thing about the knowledge of power is it's, you know, it's meant to happen so that it's some big move in front of everybody at Tribal, right? And if that gets in the hands of somebody as power hungry as Geo, 
I mean, that's dangerous. No matter who it, no matter who it is, even if it's your biggest ally in the game, if you know if that person is power hungry like Geo, it could be a problem. So I think Carla ultimately made the right choice, and the tribe ultimately made the right choice. Um, now, before you know, we get to some other things. I want to you know present another side which I didn't even think of, and I got to give credit to uh, Stephen Fishback. I had heard him talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an argument for them keeping Geo instead of Ryan. Um, and that argument would be, well, Gio is already close to Carla. He was so close with Carla that he shared that he had the advantage with her. True. Um, now you turn, you get rid of Gio, you turn your back on Ryan. So Ryan is going to be very inclined to just jump ship at the merge. And now you only have three Cocos, assuming Ryan jump ship. Whereas if you had just kind of laid low and said, all right, we're just going to bring Gio um and get rid of ryan then you at least would have had geo close to you and you would have had an extra number whereas now you isolate ryan because he had no idea what was going on um and now ryan's more likely to jump ship i personally think that this is a valid argument um ultimately there's pros and cons of each way that they were going to go i'm curious to know what you think of that opposing side yeah i i heard steven's argument as well i think it, it does have some merit because i think you do um you do want to go into the merge or whatever is going to happen next week with as many loyal numbers as you can and isolating Ryan isn't great. Um, so I do see his perspective there. I still feel like I'm with us in terms of our initial thoughts, which is it's the right move for two reasons. Number one, it's that Ryan and Geo are an obvious pair. Now, granted, you could argue, well, they're a shield in front of you. If yellow and red team up and they target blue tribe, they may go for the obvious pair in Ryan and Geo. But the problem is, like you just said, if, if uh, Coco falls apart and they all splinter and people flip, you don't want Ryan and Geo flipping together because that's two people flipping against you. So I feel like get, getting out an obvious pair is a good move, number one. Number two, you're right as well with the knowledge is power where I don't know I don't know how these people are so dumb. I, I, I don't want to be mean. I don't know. Three times in a row, Dylan, three seasons in a row, we have knowledge is power. And each time somebody tells somebody else and it leads to their downfall. Liana tells someone, leads to her downfall. Drea tells, I think, Omer, it leads to Drea's downfall. Now, uh, Gio tells Carla, and it leads to his downfall. I don't understand how it – it's in the name, Dylan. Knowledge is power. If you tell someone else, you're giving them power. So you do not say anything with this advantage. I don't know why people can't figure this out. And Carla did make the right move because if Gio ends up flipping, even though Gio did trust her, she could be like, well, he may want to steal my idol if he ever finds out about it. So – I think it was good for those two reasons to get rid of Geo, honestly. Yeah, I think I'm on the side that it was definitely the right move to get rid of Geo. Um, the other move potentially that was thrown around by James was getting rid of Cassidy, which would have made absolutely no sense. So I'm happy that that did not come to fruition. Uh, he did mention, I, th- I have a feeling this was just for the uh, dramatics and just for the confessional that he was like, oh, well, Lindsay's doing this. Uh, uh, Cassie's doing the same thing as Lindsay did. I could easily just, we could do the same thing to her, but like I, that realistically was never going to happen because you were not going to go, you know, assuming that they don't know a merge is coming. You were not going to go risking two, two uh, in terms of cocoa numbers. And then also know that they have an advantage on the other side and could steal you. Like it would have just been a complete mess. So I'm happy that I, I can't believe that was even shown that, <laughs> that, that confessional. Cause it would have made absolutely no sense. But yeah, just wanted to clear just wanted to clear that up for everyone listening. Well, they they fooled us last week. I know you weren't here last week. I'm curious to know really quickly before we get into the episode if you got tricked last week. Did you think Lindsay was going to go home or Geo? Because I thought for sure it was a really fake, really bad misdirect that Geo was so clearly gone, and then I was shocked it was Lindsay. So then this week when it's like, well, is it Geo or um, Cassie? I'm like, they're not going to do that to us two weeks in a row. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, I thought Lindsay was saying also last week because I was like, it I was like, it doesn't make too much sense to get rid of her. Um, but I guess they figured they would still have the numbers and now look where they are right now. They still have the numbers. So ultimately I think it was fine. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, how these, how that strong three goes going forward. And again, we Mm -hmm. can go into the chronologicals of the episode, but before we do that, um, I want to mention something about Cassidy here. Cassidy, uh, I'm going to, okay. You can't read into the edit these days. Clearly. Clearly, season 41 and 42, uh, we had absolutely zero clue that either of them were going to be cl- – that either Erica or Marianne were going to be the winner. None of us were predicting anything near that until we maybe got to, like, the final seven. Yeah. 
it, in terms of Erica, even later than that, it was like we were still questioning if that was even possible before the finale. Marianne, we kind of got it at the final seven once she made her big move. That being said, Cassidy is coming on pretty strong. I feel like uh, she was giving off main character vibes last night for sure. Mm. And whether or not she's a potential winner this season, I don't know. But I feel pretty strongly about her becoming a big, important player on the season at this point. Whereas the first few episodes, we really didn't hear anything of her. And these last couple episodes, she's kind of slowly risen. And now she's in the power alliance uh, of three. Well, now they're merging apparently or merging we don't really know what's going on next week we could talk about that in a little bit but uh yeah i i just whatever reason she's giving me she's giving me weird vibes that she that she's either gonna have a big move later the season or she's gonna be a fan favorite or she's gonna be potential sitting at the final three i don't know but i'm getting good vibes from her in terms of gameplay for sure i like cassidy i think she has potential in the preseason she talked about how she feels like she can be mischievous and she can maneuver her way through the game. And I thought she always had that, you know, aptitude for the game, honestly. Um, I mean, I feel like on each tribe, we have our key power players. Like obviously on blue, it's Carla and James clearly on yellow. You thought it was Ellie, but it's probably Sammy at this point. And then on the red tribe, you could argue it it was Jesse. Now it might be Noel and Dwight due to the advantage that they have. But basically those are like the obvious players on each of the tribes. But you're right, though. Like, last season, we're like, oh, it's Ty. Okay, no, it's Omer. No, it's Drea. Is it Mike? And then it's Marianne. So you're right. We have all these obvious players. Cassidy could easily rise up at the end. It would not surprise me at this point. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. Like, I, I yeah, for sure. Like, I'm pretty high on her going forward. Um, but let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Um, you know, episode opens at Coco. Um, Cassidy says she's, you know, she voted Lindsay, but she's not really happy with what happened. Um, Geo, he admits to Cassidy that he wrote her name down. That was a little, like weird little thing that was going on. I, I, there's just so much. There's so much like I don't. There's so much. Everybody telling each other everything. It's like everything's a mess right now. I I, I hope gameplay uh, cleans up a little bit uh, once we get to the merge, and I think it will. Um, okay. But yeah, Cassidy's talking about how she wanted Geo gone. Um, Carla wanted to break up Ryan and Geo. Obviously that that happens, and then we you know move to Baca Tribe. Where and and I can't wait to get into the dynamics oh of this tribe. Oh my god, such a train! <laughs> there's, there's such there's, a train wreck. I can't. A lot, a lot of mess going on this season. So Ellie and Janine find a beware advantage. Now, before I even get into that, Davy, who we had on this podcast once, Davy from season thirty-seven, Dave versus Goliath, he had an interesting tweet. He said, "This is the first time I've seen a beware advantage that was taken elsewhere before it was open. Are we even sure that's allowed to happen?" In you know, or do they have to just drop it right away if they don't want to take it? Like she took it and then like ran away with it. That's interesting. I didn't even think of that when it happened. But you go know, you get what I mean, Ryan is like she took it, ran off, and like found Ellie. Whereas yeah. in other in other in other even in the season and in other seasons, when you found the beware advantage, you either have to just make the decision right there. You can't like show other people first and then. So I don't know. Maybe it's not a rule, and we just assumed it was. What do you think of that? So I think for, well, it's interesting over the last few seasons, most people find the beware advantage by themselves and they choose to open it right there or leave it right there in this case. And I would need to think about another instance where somebody found it with somebody else. She ran away to go show Ellie. I guarantee you if she decided not to open it, I think she would have been told to put it back where it was because it, it, it says on the outside, either take it and do what it says or leave or leave it. And I assume if she ran to go tell Ellie and Ellie says, you know what, how about you just leave it there for right now? I guarantee you the producers would have said, yeah, just go put it back where you found it, basically. That, that's my yeah. guess. Yeah, I'm guessing she was always going to open it, so it's fine. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, the the most ridiculous thing is they're talking about how they can't tell anyone, specifically Owen, and then Owen walks and finds them. Like, Survivor 101, if you're opening an advantage, if you're opening a anything why oh any note why why are you opening it in a spot where it's even possible for owen to be there at that time it's just like that was crazy i'm when was the last time we even saw that i don't know um well actually you know it's funny the, the, I, we probably have seen it a couple times the one time that i remember always is when in millennials gen x when jay and will found it and michaela walks up on them and then jay and will are like all right michaela's gotta go <laughs> so. yeah yeah the, the, it's funny because i was like yeah, that, that was such a weird. And then they like tried to like play it off. They were like, they just like put it put it away. And then he was like, "What was that?" And they like didn't say anything. 
And they were like, oh, well, we had to tell him. Like, yeah, obviously you have to tell him at that point. Like, that, yeah, I, it's like you have Ellie and Janine who are like, and, and a lot of people are tweeting about this. They're like the two that think they're like a power duo and think they are in charge and know everything going on. And they're, in my opinions, and based on what we've heard, I think they're still in the minority. So um, we'll have to see what's going on with them. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't even know. But the, the funny thing is that, so they were not allowed to, they didn't want it to get out to Owen, right? But then Ellie goes and tells Sammy about it. So now the entire tribe knows about it, right? So instead of just like confiding in Owen maybe and being like, oh, well, may- maybe there's a chance Owen won't tell the others because, you know, we screwed up already. She's like, all right, now I'm just going to tell Sammy. And now obviously the entire tribe is going to know, right? And then the the whole thing with the beads again, Janine had to get everyone's bead. Obviously Owen knows what Owen knows about it. Sammy knows about it. So it's not hard for the, her to get the beads. And then Gabler didn't know about the idol because he hadn't been told yet. And Gabler gives the bead. And how funny was that scene with Sammy and Gabler where he tells him, you just gave her an idol. Like how funny was that? That was hilarious. Oh my God. This, I mean, out of all the tribes, this, this tribe is the messiest by far. Um, and it, it was, it was a very funny scene. I, I just, yeah, we keep saying, it. I don't understand why in this new era, people have to share everything. And you're right where episode one, Ellie was in such a good spot and she and Janine have completely played themselves into a very bad spot because we argued like whether, okay, well, should she have gotten rid of Mariah or Owen and, I think now you could argue she should have gotten rid of Owen because see, Mariah wasn't going to turn on the girls. So if they had gotten rid of Owen in episode one, Ellie would have had Janine. She would have had Mariah. She still is really close with Sammy as an ally and Gabler would have still been on the outs. And if Gabler plays his idol, which he, I still don't understand how they also don't realize that Gabler knows the place. They, they, they think he is so dumb and it looks so bad on them. And even if Gabler was safe, then Mariah can go next. So Ellie has completely isolated the guys by looking through the bag with Janine. Sammy now goes and runs and tells Gabler everything that she says. Sammy's in the best spot now. And I cannot believe how bad Ellie and Janine have like fumbled this position for themselves. Yeah, they're going to be a mess at the merge, especially because of what happened with Janine. And we'll get to that later. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be a complete mess at the merge. I have no idea where this tribe's going headed forward, heading uh, heading like forward into this merge. I would guess Owen, Sammy, and Gabler are going to stick together, and maybe they're going to try to pull in Ellie and Janine for the first few votes. But now Janine doesn't have a vote, and we'll get to that. Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I it's just it's just a complete mess. I it, it was weird because they were calling Owen like a paranoid player, and we haven't seen any of that seemingly. Like he seems like completely opposite of that. So yeah, I, I want to see more of Owen now. We do remember that I believe the three that went to the quote unquote ship wheel Island uh, or whatever people call it um, was Owen, James and Noel, right? So, uh, episode one or last or last week. No, when, whenever that happened, I think it was wh- whichever the Noel like episode where she got the steel. Oh yes. When, when neck went home. Yes. It was Noel. It was Owen and James. Yes. Right. And they seem to like really vibe and like really build trust. I think those three are going to do something at the merge, whether that means just vote the same side or have some sort of alliance. But I could see like if a, if a, if a first vote is coming together, right. That's like, to me, that's where the, uh, the common link is, right. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you have James and then you have Noel and then you have uh, James, Noel, and then Owen, right. And now James has Carla and Owen has Sammy and then, all of a sudden, I think you probably get Dwight. Yeah, probably get like Janine on the outs, maybe something like that. That that's yeah. how I see it going down, at least. Maybe Ryan on the outs, depending on if he wins immunity or not. Um, <laughs> we'll get to Ryan also. There's a lot. To oh, talk I, about I cannot. I, I cannot wait to get to making <laughs> making all Ryan's look bad. I cannot wait to get to this. Yeah, let's let's get to the immunity challenge real quick, and then we'll get into that immunity challenge. Uh, awesome watching Noel compete again. Uh, amazing every week in challenges. Um, Ryan can't get his balls to lay on the perch. And then we figure out later after that he purposely threw the challenge um, out of nowhere. Where, where is this coming from? Where, where, why is he doing this? Your team was winning every week. 
you were about to go into the, to the merge with uh, with big numbers. You were about to go into the merge with your biggest ally. And now you screw it all up. And it's funny because they had not been giving Ryan a lot of screen time before this. All you've really got was his backstory and that he's good at challenges and that he, you know what he's overcame in his life, which, by the way, is amazing. That being said, what was he thinking? This was like, this was like uh, when somebody hasn't had the opportunity to play the game enough because their tribe keeps winning. And they're just like, they get impatient. And they're just like, we yeah. have to do something. We have to make a big move. Uh, and like, there, there was no need for that. It, it was crazy. When he said that, I was like, oh, what are we getting into right now? I, I texted you. This is literally him pulling a full Drew Christie, except he doesn't get voted out. Like, if anyone remembers Sam Wandel Sir, the Blue Tribe wins the first three challenges. Uh, Drew Christie is like, Kelly Wentworth has to go. She's a huge threat. Throws the challenge all by himself to get rid of her, and he gets voted out by the girls. Like, the, he basically, Ryan basically pulled a, almost a full Christie, except he didn't get voted out, and he got his closest ally voted out instead. I cannot believe the. <laughs> audacity of this man that he throws a challenge by himself is hamming it up we'll, we'll get to well, after we get to the advantage stuff we'll get back to ryan but he's hamming it up like oh i lost a challenge i should go home tonight i understand but cassie's gonna go and the look on his face when geo went home was, was priceless i cannot believe this guy threw this challenge so bad i i, I just don't even know what to say anymore like like we there's just so much bad gameplay this episode at this point yeah kate so i want to bring up a comment here k vanilla 2.0 welcome back you're always here great to see you uh he says gabler makes fun tv so i know ryan you've made a lot of comparisons to gabon this season you're like you know but like it's just a train wreck at least up to this point it could just be a pre-merge thing because there are a lot of good players left but yeah. a lot of times when players are not as good at the game it does make fun tv so <laughs> i'm curious to see like where this yeah. season goes and ends up because like a lot of people think some people think Gabon is just a terrible season and other people like rank Gabon higher because they're like, all right, like it was a mess, but it was fun. I'm curious to see where this goes in terms of that. Um, but yeah, there are fun players for sure. Maybe yeah. not the best of the game, but there are fun players. Well, I mean, let me clarify. I do not want 18 game bots. I don't want 18 strategists. I, I want a mix of gamers characters I, I want a mix of people so so don't think when i say there's bad gameplay don't don't assume that i just want all like raw gameplay i do want these funny moments and these funny characters like gabler and like cody all i'm just trying to say is that when we're looking at the strategy and we're looking to see are people making optimal moves for their game and people are making such bad moves in terms of ryan throwing this challenge in terms of Ellie telling Sammy everything and thinking that Gabler's a moron and then what we're going to see next at the risk your votes thing. It's just all the time I'm like, these people just aren't thinking and they're just making such poor optimal moves for their game. And it was funny in the moment I went, when Ryan knocked the balls over, I was, I thought, I thought at first he just genuinely messed up. Cause even Cassie was like, go to the right instead of going to the left. I'm like, how do you mess it up that bad? And then when he revealed, okay, well, I threw it on purpose. I'm like, okay, well, clearly, like, there's no way you could have messed it up that poorly unless you were intending to do that. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm going back and like thinking of every single screw up in this episode or like decision that was made, and I'm like, is there a decision besides the vote at which we said we think is the right choice? Was there any like decision that was made in this episode that was the right decision? Like, I feel like these people just kept making wrong decision after wrong decision. I enjoyed this episode, by the way. I want to say that I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was I, good. I thought it was a good episode, but it just, I just think it was funny. It was a lot of funny stuff going on. In that the episode. only people that made good moves this week, I would say, are Carla and James, and I guess you would say Sammy because Sammy has positioned himself well in the like, but like. I mean, Ryan, Geo, we're going to see Jesse later. Like, like, just so many people are just making – Janine, people are making such bad moves. You know, yeah. honestly, I, I don't even want to say that they're dumb because it's mean. I'll say what Mike Bloom said. This cast is just messy. They are extremely messy. Right. And I'm curious to see, like, is this something where, like, you know, they'll be given – like, you could have messy gameplay and recover. I'm just curious to see, like, which players will be able to recover from it and which players won't. Um, or if like a player who has kind of not dealt with any of these advantages or gone to any island or like, or those people going to be of the most benefit? I'm curious. We'll have to see what happens. Like, is the right strategy, and I think we're still trying to figure this out, is the right strategy in this new format to go completely like be a risk taker or be risk averse? 
I'm curious to see which people, the risk averse players or the risk takers um, are the people that do well in this season. And I think it honestly just depends on your spot, but it does. Yeah, like, it really does. Like uh, it, it depends on your spot, and we'll, we'll get we'll get to it with the risk your with the, as you called it, risk your vote island uh, coming yeah. up. Here. Well, because the problem is I was going to call it like the, the the big rock island that we saw week one, but every single week they're changing up the, the location of it, so I can't call it a single name other than risk your vote. But um, I mean, you're right, Dylan. Though I mean, it's it's really situationally dependent because if you're going to tribal council that night, like for example, when Chanel did it last season and when Cody did it this season you don't want to risk your vote and the night you're going to tribal because then you put yourself and your alliance in a really bad spot. If you're not going to tribal council, I'm all for risking it and taking a swing in the game and then just don't tell people about it. But the problem is people are taking swings and telling people about it. They're taking swings when they shouldn't take swings. And that's what's just extremely frustrating. Yeah. And let's get to this right here. So classic, uh, same game we've been playing with these uh, island games or other island games where they get shipped there and then they basically have to decide whether they want to risk or keep and the people that risk they have either one and two or one and one or a one and three chance depending on how many people keep a risk we know if you're listening to this podcast you know how it goes by now um and geo you know made the right move he he was uh, he was on the bottom uh he was on the bottom he was in trouble even though like it was funny because he like he made the right move to risk his vote because he was on the bottom and he got voted out, but he like didn't knowingly make the right move. Right. He like told us that he was quote unquote, uh, acting like he was in trouble, even though he didn't think he was. So I think that's hilarious. Right. He was, but he was. So technically he made the right move to act like he was in trouble to try to maneuver and get the advantage himself. He ends up getting the advantage anyway. The advantage couldn't help him because he did not know where the idol was. Right. So, um however let's the mo- the big story here is about Jesse and Janine who both chose to risk their vote and both lost. Um Jesse, let's get started with him who I think Jesse's been a pretty good player so far who happened to make a bad choice in this situation. Um you're in a tribe of 4 right now. Um clearly they they, they don't know a merge is coming right away. So you have to think from their perspective. If there had been another another um, tribal immunity challenge before the merge, and again, they didn't know that the merge is coming next week. If Red happens to lose the challenge, then all, you're, of course you're in trouble if you lose your vote because there's only four left, and now you don't have a vote in when there's only going to be four votes. So that and, was, Noel, and Noel has to steal a vote, so you're that, a sitting duck at that point. That That's a crazy move to risk it. Um, he gets lucky the fact that there is emerge next week is he'll be able to probably get around it um janine just did the beware advantage thing where she had her vote in danger she was able to fight it off and now she's like i'm gonna risk it again for for no reason that what was the reasoning behind janine risking it they had already won they were not going to tribal um you have an idol now what what's the point of risking your vote and by the way if you don't have and i want to clear this up if you don't have a vote, could you use your idol still? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think not having a vote is related to. Yeah, I just want to make sure they're they're yeah. definitely not correlated. I want to make sure, but still, like, it, it just didn't make sense. Like, you have you have your idol. Um, I wouldn't have called her in a good spot, but considering you just won your challenge and your team, your your tribe is now on a streak where you have you know you you rattle off a few in a row, um, plus. Um, you know that Gabler has an idol, right? Mm-hmm. So Gabler's not going home next time. So that leaves yourself pretty much a one in four chance if you guys were to go back. I, I just, I don't see why that was necessary for her to risk it either. I mean, if anything, again, next week's going to be weird because we don't know if it's a real merge or fake merge. We don't know what's, we don't know what's happening. But if anything, Janine, who has an idol risking her vote, honestly puts her ally Ellie honestly at, at even more risk because she yes. can't help her out and, and Steven has, and other people have said this too obviously having an idol is a very powerful tool some people would argue even more important is your vote the ability to vote to show your alliance members that you're with them to vote somebody out having a vote is maybe even more important than an idol in some ways and I'll, I'm going to read off Mike Bloom's tweet because he summarizes it perfectly basically Janine who almost lost her vote that same day risks her vote Jesse who saw what happened to Cody 
risks his vote. And Geo, who bluffs that he's on the bottom, but he's actually on the bottom, risks his vote. I, I just I just don't understand what these people are doing. And then Dylan, you see that like in real time, we see that it's the wrong move, or we see that people are picking up on it because I don't I didn't catch this in the episode. I had to see somebody mention it on Twitter. Apparently, when Janine goes to the group and she opens it in front of them and says, I don't have my vote, Sammy like taps Owen's leg, like, oh, she, oh, she doesn't have her votes. Like, like clearly Sammy's in with the guys. Like he knows Ellie and Janine are like they're, they're trying to be too sneaky. So Sammy was happy that she didn't get her vote. So that already looks even worse on her. And then you're right. You said you already said it, but like Jesse, um, if Noel and Dwight wanted, if they lost again, they could easily just pick him off if he doesn't have his vote now. And Noel has a seal vote. They could completely render what's it called? Like they could completely render Jesse and Cody useless because if let's just say Cody had a vote, you could you could make the argument that if Noel and Dwight stole someone's vote maybe Jesse would, would flip on Cody. Jesse, I just see is a very self-interested player. He would easily sell Cody out if it meant him staying, like he would have no problem but, doing that. But also C- Cody is an idol. So, but, but, like, but, but right. true. But the point is that now that Jesse has risked his vote, you're now in a spot where if Jesse doesn't have a vote, he admits he has never vote. Cody has a vote and an idol. If Noel and Dwight wanted to next week, even though it's not going to matter, Dylan, they could steal Cody's vote. They now have three votes what no matter what Cody does with his idol, they can guarantee that one of the two of them go home. So I just don't understand some of the logic here. Yeah, I, I could see Janine being in trouble next week at uh, merge because she doesn't have a vote. I think Jesse will be fine because he's proved himself to be uh FOMO over strategy. I, I, I think true. this is right. People honestly are afraid not to play and they're, they're just gonna keep playing hard even if it's messy. Yes, this is this is hundred percent true. FOMO over strategy. Shout out to Kabania for that pretty funny comment. That's definitely true. Uh, yeah, I think Janine's in trouble next week, um, without a vote at the, uh, merge, but maybe not a merge, earn your way into the merge. We don't know what it is. It's not an hourglass twist. That's what we know. Um, what, before we, you know what, let's get to, before we get to like what we think is coming next week. Um, one other thing here that we didn't talk about is after, this risk your vote island we had a segment back on coco before uh before they went to tribal and ryan was like crazy trying to sell that like he he was like trying to bluff so much that it made it so unbelievable that it just like didn't work like I, it was crazy like he was like oh you can vote me out it's fine you can vote me out so like all right what's even the point of doing that like what what is the what do you gain from that from and, and and his, you know, I, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I feel like I'm like going back and forth on a bunch of things. It's because this is messy. That's why I like I'm I, I'm like trying to process it all. Then let's not forget Ryan's performance at Tribal Council, where he kept stating over and over and over again when Jeff was giving it to him that he was going to quote unquote be fine with falling on the knife. Let me ask you, Ryan: Is there any validity? to acting like that is there any reason why you could see someone trying to act like that like what did he think was going to happen out of that uh, to answer your question no th- there's no validity to that um i the the, the the biggest thing that i can say here is that it's not even like it worked like, like if, if cassidy was really on the outs and he somehow convinced her to you know vote for him and like it was going to ruin her it was going to like basically if she voted for him and then that cost her going home or whatever if it worked, it would have looked completely different. But the Cassidy didn't buy it for a second. She's like, like, what are you, why are you acting like this? Like, you're just going to go home or Gio will go home, which either way I'm fine with. Um, it almost reminded me of Token Chains where Coach was acting really, uh, he was acting like Coach and Aaron was like, who is this jackass? Like, it gave me big, like that vibes where Cassidy's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Ryan is not a player who's going to just fall on his sword. He's clearly hamming it up. And... Like, I mean, I, I thought even though the vote was seemed to be between Gio and Cassidy, I, it was not out of the question that they could have said, you know what, let's just, let's just get rid of Ryan. He's, he's going to be a threat later on anyway, and he's he's clearly not as stable of an alliance partner as he could be. I mean, again, I kept referencing Drew Christie. He almost got himself fully voted out this episode, but he's – I guarantee you, Dylan, I guarantee you he's lucky that Gio got the advantage because I, I want to explore a parallel universe – where Geo either doesn't get sent to the island or doesn't get the advantage, 
because the main reason Gio went was because Carla probably wanted to get the advantage out of there. I guarantee you there's a strong chance Ryan could have went home tonight if those things didn't happen, and he would have gotten himself completely voted out. And the other thing was uh, Cassidy, knowing that her name was also being thrown out, she wanted to, like, you know, she wanted to make sure Gio basically was completely gone and, like, in case he pulled out an idol or something, and then she would end up going home. So, uh, well, no, well, wait. Did she, she wanted to vote. I'm trying to think. They had that conversation. I'm trying to think exactly what happens. I'm tr- uh, where Cassidy, Cassidy? Was, yeah, did she want Ryan out or did she want Gio out with Carla and James? Yes. So the whole thing that happened that ma- that made the the Lindsay 2.0 comments, and also I, I do feel bad. I, I did watch as a side note Lindsay's exit interviews from last week, and she she will admit that she did get paranoid, but she she thinks that like the narrative that she went completely crazy is a bit overblown. Like there's more to the story that we didn't see. But anyway, the way the thing that happened with Cassidy was. Because of Ryan's stupidity, making all Ryans look bad, he um, – this is why I didn't want to draft him because I, I, knew, I knew something like this was going to happen. <laughs> um, but Cassidy wants to vote out Ryan instead of Gio. And Carla right. and James are like – and Carla and James are like, no, well, we want to vote out Gio because Gio has an advantage and Gio is also threatening and he thinks he's running the show. And Cassidy's like, I don't know why you guys won't help me out. Like if your necks were on the line – I would want to help you guys out. So why won't you vote with me? And they're like, well, we want to vote Geo. She walks away. They're like, she's starting to get a little snippy and paranoid. Should we vote her out? It wasn't going to happen. But. So uh, Ryan, what I was going to say is I confused that for a second. Um, I was going to say, right. So she wanted Ryan out because she was afraid that Geo was going to take out an idol. Um, so in a parallel universe where Carla does not know that Geo's advantage is not a threat to Cassidy. Um, and she just like doesn't know anything, then I think it could have been Ryan going home, right? If that makes sense. So yeah, I, I think you're right. I think in, in the end it could have been Ryan. Basically, basically I think I think that in, in the end Gio was gonna go home no matter what. I think Ryan's chances of going home went um Ryan's chances of going home went down once Gio got the advantage. I think if Gio didn't have the advantage, it could have been maybe more of a tricky decision, but the way Gio is talking in these exit interviews, basically, since he was viewed as one of the weaker members of the tribe, he was always in trouble anyway. So, right. Yeah. But uh, let's throw it to next week. Sure. What do we think is going on next week? Uh, 13 people, Dylan. Yeah. 13 people. Um, I see in the comments right here, we have Christian who's suggesting that it could be a double elimination, possibly. I could see this being a thing where, like, maybe one, maybe like uh, one person wins immunity for the men. One person wins immunity for the women, and then it's like two people go home or something like that. I could easily see that. Um, and yeah, I'm curious. Like, they're clearly not going to call it like a 13 person merge, right? No. It's going to be like something that happens, and then the merge will be at 12 or 11. I don't really know. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I'm curious. I have no idea, honestly. There is no way they are real merging because. Right. You don't you don't merge at 13 when there's 18 people. Like obviously Cambodia, they merged at 13, but that's because there was 20 people to start. So you already lost seven people. We have only lost five people. There is no shot with their merging. It's either going to be a fake merge, it's either going to be an earn the merge where without because there's no more hourglass. Jeff confirmed that. So it's either earn the merge where maybe, maybe Jeff says, okay, we're gonna split you into two teams of six. One person sits out and maybe if you, because Jeff sometimes does this, you can bet on the team that's going to win. And if you bet correctly, you're also safe. If you bet wrong, you're, you're also in jeopardy. That is the most likely scenario to me is that two tribes and then the loser tribe is vulnerable, vote somebody out, you merge at 12. That to me makes sense. It could also be like, um, who was that? That was Christian said, it could be where it's a double elimination. That could be the case as well. Um, and or you know it could be a or it could be like a, a, a fake merge where um, Jeff says you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do what we did in Gabon ironically we're gonna make you think you're merging we're gonna send you back to two new two new tribes for only one tribal council and then you guys merge after that so we we could see a number of scenarios play out next week yeah I, I'm curious now Jay writes in the comments here he says my theory is that they firstly get everyone together to meet up and live on the same beach, randomly split them into two groups of six to compete in a team immunity challenge. Um, I, I've i seen, I saw an idea like that thrown around for 41 and 42 when we were like, oh, what's the hourglass twist? What's it going to be? 
Um, that I think that's an interesting proposal almost uh, where like they split them into two tribes for like a vote or two and have them live on the same beach. And it would be like a one world type situation for like a vote or two. I, I think that that could be cool or it could be like a future thing that they could do. Honestly, I think the most likely scenario is what you said, which is just, they're going to split them into two tribes. Uh, one of the tribes is going to win. One of the tribes is going to lose. One person's going to sit out. They're going to be grouped in with either the winners or the losers. Maybe just because they draw the wrong rock, they're going to have to go to tribal council no matter what. Um, and then they're either going to go back to either the winners will either go back to a separate beach, uh, or they'll all go to one beach and, uh, certain people will be safe and certain people won't be safe. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they'll merge after the vote or it could be double elimination. I don't really know, but I think your, your scenario of what you said is, is most likely. So, yeah, I mean, not to read into the edit too much. I know that's when they saw the camera flash there in the preview, I did see two color mats. So I do think they're going to split them into two in some ways. Again, whether Jay is correct and they do living on one beach and then they split them into two groups, whether Christian's right and they do a double elim elimination. I am not sure what's going to happen there, but there's no, in the end, there's no way they're doing a merge at 13 and they're not doing the hourglass. So it has to be some type of weird thing where either at 12 or 11, we get the official merge of these groups. So, yeah, I agree. Um, just want to remind everyone, if you're watching, be sure to, like this video and subscribe to the channel if you aren't already really helps us out really helps this video um so thank you everybody for watching especially given the fact that it's a thursday and not a wednesday right after the episode um but let's get to questions before we uh, head off here for the week sure um let's see what we got uh all right so we address christian already um andrew says hi what's up andrew uh Let's see what else we got here. So Andrew also asked, how is the person going to be picked to sit out? Uh, if it's a draw to two teams, I would guess it's just a random thing where like one person's going to like, like last season where it's like one person, like they, it was like rocks, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so, so very simply they would do like for, in this case, 13 rocks, six blue, six red, one yellow. And if you draw the yellow rock, you're the one that's sitting out. And I think based on my theory, what they would do is they would say, okay, there's these two tribes. One of them is going to be vulnerable. Someone's going to go home. Person sitting out, you can bet on who you think is going to win. And if you bet the right tribe, you get to join them in safety. If you don't, you're vulnerable. But Yeah, I think I think that's around what mm -hmm. it's going to be. Um, Kay Benia, oh, question. Kay Benia 2.0 wants to ask, did the bead brigade get corny? So he's talking about with the beads, uh, having to get the idol with the, be uh, having to get the beads to get the idol for the beware advantage. Did it get corny? I saw some people suggesting that survivor. Um, I believe it was, I want to say it was Dalton Ross. He said okay. he survivor missed an opportunity, um, to do three different challenges, like to get the, to get the idol. Um, whereas they just did the one B challenge for every single tribe and therefore just was like by the third one, it was completely monotonous. And really the only excitement that came out of it was the Cody vote, right? Or the Cody, the time Cody found mm -hmm. the beware advantage. Like that was great. Cause it was right before tribal council. The others were like extremely anticlimactic. So here's my thought process on it. And number one, I think this is just a, um, Sorry, I was just meeting something. Um, I think it's one of a couple of things. Number one, before I even get to the, the bead wear advantage, um, I saw this online. I feel like people are saying that after three seasons of the new era, even though there are some good things, we're starting to feel like everything now feels kind of like a, like a, a carbon copy of each other where people are, and I kind of agree with them, and, and Rob was saying this too, I'm kind of getting sick of three tribes. I want to go back to two tribes at some point because it gives more options. When you're on three tribes, there's nowhere to hide and it makes it kind of tricky sometimes. I think two tribes is also fun. I also want to see a swap. I'm tired of seeing no swaps either. And I think if 44 follows the same format, I have to just hope that basically two sets of two, I have to hope 45 really shakes up the formula or kind of goes back to what it was because I do agree where people are saying these things feel carbon copied, Dylan. And, and, and back to Cabanilla's point, some people were saying the first time we saw the Beware Advantage, it was awesome. You know, Cody was before Tribal. It's a really great social advantage like Tony and Extortion. It's really great to see. 
then you see Carla and it's like, okay, well, this is cool too. Carla did an amazing job by herself, but it's the same thing. Then you see this, this you know, like we have to see this a third time. Like people wanted to see either a new type of social task on each beach where it's always different. So that's cool. Or people are like, maybe every other episode or every two episodes we see this because back to back to back, it's like, we got to see this again three times. So also I have to imagine that it was easier for Janine to do it because she had less people than Cody. Right. And let's keep in mind that the one person that was not there on that tribe was Mariah who based on the way her personality is from one episode, it seemed like she could have been a difficult person to get the bead from. So I think that's an interesting thing also is like, because there was, somebody voted out already it was you had to get one less beat it was maybe a little here so anyway yeah i'm not gonna lie though because gabler had the whole thing about saving the beat for his daughter i i truly thought she wasn't gonna get it i was like gabler is not gonna give this up and then finally she she got it that that was funny um jay says that he thinks that we should go back to a schoolyard pick um in terms of like challenges like for the merge uh like next week when they split into two instead of drawing rocks it should just be a schoolyard pick what do we think i like that i i agree with that i like um, it too i, I think yeah. it makes it more fair I mean, and some some people would say oh i prefer the randomness of it but dylan we've seen some tribe swaps in survivor where they are completely mismatched and, and i would hate and in grand granted tom westman has always said luck is a big part of survivor you, you can't control it but i would hate to be in a earn the merge spots i get randomly picked to be on a weaker tribe for sure and then i'm maybe seen as a physical threat but like I, I i would i would rather do a schoolyard pick personally yeah i i do agree with that um for sure um all right so we have one last question here also from jay oh okay actually i i have one more question once you're done with that all right cool jay says do you guys think that they do have to go to exile island uh it that Wait, hold on, let me, let me reread it. Let me, re, let me reread. Jay says, do you guys think that if they do have someone go to Exile Island, that they'd have a chance at getting an advantage in place of getting the Arrowglass? I think it's possible that somebody goes to somewhere else at some point, right? That's mm-hmm. for sure possible. Um, do, I th- do I think they'll have an opportunity at an advantage? Maybe. Do I think they'll have an opportunity to shake things up in the game again? I think it's possible that they simply just change the hourglass twist to the point where it's not called an hourglass and it's not the same exact thing. But I do think it's possible that they can that the person that gets sent off could have a decision to make that could impact the game, but not as in drastic of a way as last time where the challenge just gets invalidated because that would make no sense. Right. So I think that that type of thing could happen. I think it could just get corrected. I think it's possible. I, I, I just think, I think the backlash from both the players and the fans was so bad from the hourglass. I just think it's going to be either someone just sits out and that's it, or somebody does get an advantage. Uh, Dylan, I hope if it's an advantage, I hope it's an idol because you will hear me screaming next week. If they put knowledge's power back in the game, like, Oh, it went out too soon. Let's go. Let's put it back. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but no, I, I think that that's going to happen with the sit outs. And then I know we have to go soon, but the last question I saw from Kay Benia is what will happen when everyone knows about the beads? This is a good question too, because I saw this on Twitter today and people were, some of, I think it was Shannon Gus. Shannon was like, at this point, it's open season for the beads. Because if, if you think about it, Dylan, everybody in the game knows about the beads now. And if pe- and these players are smart, basically they're going to know that if we have an idle bracelet advantage, the other tribes are going to have that too. So basically when you have that, it's like, uh, what is it called? Like basically now you, Shannon said, now that the whole yellow tribe knows about the beware advantage, you have big ramifications. Now basically you have people in the game where you have eight people out of 13 know about it. The only people that don't know about it, I think is uh, James. If, if she did, Carla didn't tell James. Uh, Ryan didn't know about it. And um and uh, Cassidy doesn't know about it. And Noel and, Noel, Noel, and du- Noel and Dwight don't know about it. So five out of 13, everybody else in the game knows about a bead idol. So if that knowledge keeps going around, that it makes it even more crazy at the merge. So Yeah, everyone's going to eventually know where that the idol is with Carla. Um, 
right? Because they're going to know once somebody from yellow tells uh, somebody in blue what the idol was, they're going to all know that Carl asked for the bead. Because guess what? Because all, all it's because here's what I'm saying. I think Carl's in a great spot, and I hope Carla goes far in this game because I always root for the best player. What if Dylan? There's a scenario where because the yellow tribe is messy as hell. Sammy or Gabler or somebody says to James or Cassidy, hey, um, Janine has an idol. Oh, how does she have an idol? Oh, she asked for beads from us. And then James and Cassidy go, she asked for beads? Like, this could blow up. I mean, Cody's already in a kooky, weird spot. But, like, Carla could be in danger here if word gets back that that's how she got her idol. So Yeah, and I think this bringing this up is, one, it's something I haven't thought about yet. And, two it's a reason why I don't necessarily like these beware advantages as idols, right? Cause are we mm-hmm. ever going to see a day again where nobody knows about any, about someone's idol? Like nobody knew about Marianne's idol last season and she didn't mm-hmm. have to play it. But like, other than that, like I do not like that. It's almost impossible for Carla to prevent people from knowing about her idol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause like, she tried to make it happen, but it, inevitably it's going to be screwed over by the other tribes having the same thing on their beach. So yeah, it's like, at least if you had switched up the challenges, then it was like nobody else would have had beads and nobody would have been able to out Carla as the person who has it, right? Yeah. It still would have been up in the air as well, like, oh, what was the challenge on your beach? And it was like, well, they wouldn't have known because the beads was like a subtle thing, right? Exactly, yeah. So I think that that's another thing is like next season, hopefully, I don't think it'll happen next season because they didn't have time to correct it before they filmed. But like, I would hope that they make it three different challenges next time, at least if they're going to do beware advantages, yeah. so that this type of thing cannot happen again. Look, all I'm going to say is that they, that you're right. They could certainly fix it next season, but I will take three different beads over the silly phrases. So I, I, will, I will always take that. So. I do agree with that. But yeah, um, anything else you want to add, Ryan? Otherwise, I think we could wrap um, up and head to next week. Yeah, no, so far I'm enjoying the season. I was talking to some of my friends uh, and they were saying how they thought the season started a little bit slow because it feels very similar to 41 and 42 off the bat. But I think this episode and last episode, both with a blind side of Lindsay and a blind side of Geo, I think the last two episodes have been good. Uh, I thought last episode was the best of the season because we had the camp raid. We had no advantages. We had no backstories. It was just classic Survivor and I love last week. I thought this week was good too. Just It was a little advantage heavy. But no, I think... It's. I think the pre-merge started a little slow. It picked up towards the back half. And if we have the fake merge or whatever next week, I think it should be interesting. Yeah, I think it is going to pick up for sure. But uh, yeah, next week we will let you know what the programming plan is. There's a chance that we will be on Thursday again. Uh, and if so, we'll let you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you to everybody for watching live and looking forward to next week. And as always... Um... <laughs> I was going to make a Chuck E. Cheese joke, and I was like, what do I say for Chuck E. Cheese? But basically, <laughs> God, Sammy is tr- – he tries to not be 19, but he definitely comes off as being 19. But um, anyway, we're done with Chuck E. Cheese, so grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.